The Beatles are a pretty nice band, and we've got a lot to say. The Beatles are a pretty nice band, talk about them day after day. But we also love the outfit a lot, so are these songs better than your love? The Beatles are a pretty nice band, someday we'll judge if they're fine, oh yeah, someday we'll judge if they're fine. Octopus's Garden, the Sardidia Torza Board's favorite song. <laughs> so this is Ringo really leading into the avuncular one of the group. This song always makes me feel a little bit better, you know. There are a lot of nice touches here. The underwater sounding backing vocals while George plays one of his better guitar solos. You have John and Paul echoing Ringo in the third verse. Happy. The, the little Buddha, uh, butta-bum-bum bass. <laughs> That's a McDonald's food. <laughs> the little butta-bum-bum bass connecting the verses to the choruses. Well, I think it's... That's what I... I wrote down butta bum bum uh, thinking, oh, I'll remember what it is. Yeah. I also love how the song is attached to the images of George helping Ringo write the thing in the Get Back documentary, both the original and the Peter Jackson size version. Yeah, that was uh, one of my favorite parts of the whole film, seeing George do what he wanted his other bandmates to do for him the whole time, which was just be a buddy and help. Uh, you know, you can you can tell that George really wanted to help Ringo out because yeah, he turns in a great performance and ends up being like the real highlight on the song for for me. Uh, otherwise, man, Ringo really just loves singing about songs about the ocean, right? Right. It seems like that's all he writes about mm. or sings about, rather. <laughs> Look, mm. it's a wonderful children's song, but I'm a grown ass man. I skip it unless I'm listening with my daughter. But on the other hand, you know, good for Ringo. He wrote another song. It's a classic. I, it's I, there. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I'm a grown-ass man, and I listen on my own, but okay. Whatever. I'm not trying to say you're not. Mm, I'm a grown-ass man. In my own humble opinion. So Ringo either sings about uh, the ocean or he's sad. How is this Basically, yeah. yes. <laughs> is he a mermaid? I don't know. <laughs> Ringo's oh, wow. second cup. That's an interesting thing to put together. Mm. Hmm. Think about it. Think about it, folks. Ringo Starr's second composition for the Beatles was written in Sardinia. On August 22nd, 1968, he temporarily walked out of sessions for the White Album after becoming disenchanted with the increasing tensions within the group. He took his family aboard for a boating holiday, returning to Abbey Road on September 5th. So Ringo remembers in the anthology that he rode Octopus's Guard in Sardinia. Peter Sellers had lent us his yacht, and we went out for the day. Ringo ordered fish and chips for lunch, but instead of fish, he got squid. It was the first time he'd eaten squid, and he said, It was okay, a bit rubbery, tasted like chicken. He didn't bring that up in the song. No. And it tastes lot chicken. Uh, okay, back to Ringo talking. I stayed out on deck with the captain and we talked about octopuses, as one does. He told me that they hang out in their caves and they go around the seabed finding shiny stones and tin cans and bottles to put in front of their cave like a garden. I thought this was fabulous because at the time I just wanted to be under the sea too. Ha ha! He gets worried. It's a big mermaid. 
A couple of tokes later with the guitar, and we had Octopus's Garden. George Harrison said of the song, it's Ringo's song, it's only the second song Ringo wrote and it's lovely. Ringo gets bored playing the drums, and at home he plays a bit of piano, but he only knows about three chords. He knows about the same on guitar. I think it's a really great song because on the service it's just like a daft kid song, but the lyrics are great. For me, you know, I find very deep meaning in the lyrics, which Ringo probably doesn't see. But all the thing, but all the things like resting our head on the seabed and we'll be warm beneath the storm, which is really great, you know, because it's like this level is a storm, and if you get sort of deep in your consciousness, it's very peaceful. So Ringo's writing his cosmic songs without noticing. That was George Harrison in I'm Not High at All Weekly. <laughs> yeah, also, man. kind of a disparaging comment. Be like, he yeah, doesn't know bit. what he's doing, but, you know. <laughs> Thank God. And also, you could, it, you know, he said that with the confidence of everybody sees in this documentary, I wrote most of the guitar, you know. Yes. In early 1969, while filming The Magic Christian, Starr was interviewed by the New Musical Express. In the article, which was published in March, the reporter noted that current Beatle work involves the completion of their next LP, and among several tracks so far recorded is one by Ringo titled In an Octopus's Garden or I Would Like to Live Up a Tree. Interesting. Okay. Seven mono mixes were also made for unknown purposes, as Abbey Road was never considered for mono release. Unknown porpoises? Oh. Oh. Octopus's Garden was the only song of the album to be mixed in mono. So Jeff Emmerich said, despite the fact John was still moping around saying little and contributing next to nothing, we had great fun doing overdubs on Octopus's Garden. Paul and George were both in high spirits on the days we were working on it, and together they chipped in, putting as much effort into it as if it, it were one of their own songs. For once, Ringo sang the lead vocal with confidence. And he even got the inspiration, recycled from Yellow Submarine, to blow bubbles into a closed mic glass of water. As the songwriter, Ringo acted as a de facto producer for the track, and in one of our rarer conversations, he asked me if I could make the vocals in the middle section sound as if they were being sung underwater. It was one of the few times during the Abbey Road sessions that I was challenged to come up with a new kind of sound, and I jumped at the opportunity. After some experimentation, I discovered that feeding the vocals into a compressor and triggering it from a pulsing tone, which I derived from George Harrison's Moog synthesizer, imparted a distinctive wobbly sound, almost like gargling. It was weird, almost like something out of a cheesy science fiction movie, but Ringo loved the result. I loved the result, too. That's so funny, he writes, uh, for once, he sang with confidence. Like, well, yeah, because you write shit like that. Also, like, I don't know. It's interesting. The other, the other thing that I found interesting about that was his rare conversations. So it seems like him and Ringo really never had much of a rapport together. Yeah, he said Ringo was taciturn, and then later became show busy. You know, show business like obsessed. That was his no business like show business. They don't call it show friendship. It's show business. You know. <laughs> Exactly. In 2014, Ringo wrote a children's book based on and named after the song, even though he only knows three words. <laughs> the book, which consists of the song's lyrics, is illustrated by Ben Court. A CD is included with the book, including an introduction by Ringo, a new version of the song, 
the lyrics spoken as prose, and an instrumental version of the song. Jim Henson's Muppets made three video cover versions of the song on Sesame Street episode 19 in 1969, The Ed Sullivan Show in March 1970, and The Muppet Show episode 312 in 1978. That's a lot of episodes. Yes. Which is performed by Kermit the Frog, his nephew Robin the Frog, and Miss Piggy. Never heard of Robin the Frog. I was about to say. Riparta and the Delrons released the song as a single in 72 on Dart Records, backed with Your Life Is Gone. It used vocal effects and ocean-themed sound effects to mimic the style of their 68 UK hit, Captain of Your Ship. Noel Gallagher of Oasis adds adopted lyrics from Octopus's Garden to the end of their song, Whatever, during some of his live performances. The phrase, I like to be under the sea, is in the refrain of one of Oasis's most popular B-sides, Take Me Away. Also, the refrain from the chorus of Octopus's Garden can be heard about 40 seconds from the end of the master plan, also by Oasis. Anyway, Uh, here's Octopus's Garden. (laughs) And now, Octopus's Garden. Beatles cover band The Punkies did a punk cover, no shit, on their fourth album, For Sale, sung by their drummer, Marky Starkey. (laughs) Love count zero. Josie Scale. No love under the ocean. (laughs) Josie Scale, I give this a yeah. I'm going to give this one a Josie. Man. I know. <laughs> I, I'm no fun. I'm sorry. You, you like land. You're more of a land person. I'm more of a uh, looking glass guy. As in, uh, people say, Brenda, you're a fine girl. You're fine. But I'm married to the sea, you see. Uh, that's true. Oh, that's also a good uh, good webcomic, if you remember back in the day. The Beatles are a pretty nice band, talk about them day after day. But we also love the outfield a lot, so are these songs better than your love? The Beatles are a pretty nice band, someday we'll judge if they're fine, oh yeah. Someday we'll judge if they're fine. <laughs>